Oh, he's been enjoying this hot weather. Who, who's been enjoying it up until about a couple of nights ago when you couldn't sleep because it was too hot? <clears throat> I start to get worried when I think it's too hot. Cause... Hey, uh, happy, happy new year. Again, and I, I hope that you've all uh, managed to have some great time with family and friends over the Christmas, New Year's break. Uh, we had a great two weeks away uh, as a family, uh, camping, so intense. Uh, we had uh, we, intense in one tent, so <clears throat> it, it was intense. It was intense and intense. Uh, we had some very colorful people camping with us and around us in Fidianga. Uh, obviously, heading into New Year's, uh, some people were there just for, you know, one, one reason. And so uh, that was really interesting. And we left there after a week uh, and, and headed right into Waitomo just as the storm hit the country. Uh, so we were looking forward to that and uh, got some texts uh, from people warning us. So thank you for your texts. Uh, we weren't about to let that spoil our holiday. Uh, the tent stayed standing the whole time. It didn't get wet. So the last time we went camping was about three years ago and we stopped camping because the tent got completely flooded. Uh, but this year we didn't get wet at all uh, in, inside the tent, that is. Uh, and so uh, that worked out really well. And, and the girls and I on the, the worst uh, rainy day spent most of that in the swimming pool in the spa. Uh, and so we had no problems just kind of enjoying the rain lapping down on us uh, at that time, but uh, it's great to be back, and uh, so good to see you all again uh, for our first Sunday morning service. But let's let's pray uh, before we get into this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are a good, good Father. Lord, we thank you that uh, you are the God who protects us and watches over us. And and so, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, the way your hand has been upon us and our families over these school holidays. And Lord, we thank you for the way that, uh, that you've just kept us safe. And uh, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the times that we've been able to share uh, with friends and reconnect with family. And uh, Lord, right now, we just lift up uh, all of those families who we know are still away at the moment. Father, we just pray that you would allow them just to have a, a really, really precious time together. Lord, we just pray that you would keep them safe in their travels, Lord, uh, and that you would bring them home uh, safe and sound. And uh, so, Lord, we just uh, bring those prayers before you and ask, Lord, that you would, again, just speak into our hearts and into our lives this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so 2018. Uh, how, how many people have written down the wrong year already since the new year started? Just me? Just me. One, one other. Not this, people don't write checks too much these days, so you don't really get the dates wrong. But uh, 2018 and all those things that we sat uh, down in December last year and kind of decided we were going to get to doing once the new year started and all those things we kind of planned that we were going to do once the new year started. Uh, guess what, folks? Uh, it's time. Uh, the time has come uh, to kind of get into it. And... Uh, you know, I'm sure many of you, uh, like me, have kind of thought about the sorts of things you want to achieve this year and the sorts of things you want to get around to doing. 
uh, in 2018. And if, you've, if you have done that, hopefully uh, you have a component of that, uh, which is uh, not only personal and uh, professional growth, but also uh, a component of goals that includes your family uh, and also that includes uh, spiritual growth. So having, having those sorts of things that include growing spiritually and in your relationship uh, with God. You know, uh, after spending a year studying last year and seeing the impact that that had uh, over my life and over my ministry, uh, I decided to sign up to study again. Uh, many of you know I don't really like studying all that much, so I must just be a sucker for punishment. Uh, and so I've signed up uh, with Laidlaw Bible College this year just to get a little bit more flexibility. Um, and, and just kind of do a paper at a time. And so, uh, so I've got goals uh, set within my life that are both professional, both spiritual, for ministry. Uh, and some of those goals, as you're going to see over the next couple of months, includes uh, a vision for our 2018 as a church uh, and what we want to achieve and uh, do together uh, for God in our community. And so maybe you're like me with uh, some big dreams and aspirations um, for this year, and my encouragement simply is that uh, in that, that we keep God and keep Jesus at the center of it all uh, continuously throughout this year. And uh, rather than sharing on a message, uh, rather than sharing a message about going after our goals and going after uh, our dreams and setting targets uh, for this year, I just wanted to share three uh, P-letter words uh, that I believe will help us all stay on track and achieve uh, those goals. And so uh, if you're taking notes this morning, you'll see that there are gaps there with P's in them. Uh, and your first P this morning is prayer. <coughs> you know, in November last year, the elders uh, and I went away on a retreat. Uh, and we spent the time just kind of thanking God for uh, what he'd done in 2017, we spent time assessing how things had gone in 2017, and we also sought God for what uh, he wanted us to focus on this year. Uh, and so uh, one of the key focuses that we believed God wanted us to focus on this year was uh, prayer. Uh, and so you're going to see uh, prayer become a highly talked about topic uh, as we kind of move through uh, the beginning part in the early part of this year. But we all know how valuable prayer is uh, in life. And, and I certainly know that there's always room for improvement in my own life uh, when it comes to prayer. Uh, and, so, um, and so we're going to be planning uh, ways for us to be active uh, in prayer more as a church in 2018. Because prayer is the engine room that allows God into our lives. Right, that's, that's the engine room that really invites God uh, to be in control and shows God that we're dependent on Him. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, very much looking forward to working with uh, our prayer ministry team and, and our elders on putting uh, those together. 1, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 18 says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. You know, praying without ceasing uh, doesn't mean praying consistently every single second of the day, like sometimes we might feel bad about not doing. Um, 
But I believe that it means being persistent and consistent in your praying, being persistent and consistent in our prayer life. Uh, I'm not talking about, uh, again, uh, kind of trying to make every second a second where you're kind of intentionally praying, but I believe that uh, what we need to be working towards is making prayer a normal part of our day, not just something that we set time aside for, for a devotion, but making prayer a place that we go to for everything, where we come and we talk to God and communicate with God. It's having prayer become that default go-to place. Everyone knows what we talk about when we talk about a default go-to place. Uh, You know, I think that oftentimes uh, in our nature and in our human just being, our go-to place, uh, when problems tend to arise or when we see a crisis, our our go-to place is often to look at the problem. And when we're beyond looking at the problem, our go-to place is then trying to find the solution ourselves before we go to God. So by default, we kind of go, man, there's this problem. And then by default, we kind of go, man, how am I going to fix it before we even stop and go, God, what do you want me to see in this? What do you want me to learn in this? With prayer, it's letting God into every roadblock, into every pain, every joy, every celebration, every conflict. Who knows that we have all of those lovely things in our lives? Wouldn't we all love life to just be joy, happiness, peace? But it's allowing God into every area of that and not just looking to our own uh, understanding and processes or our own finances um, to find a solution. You know, Nehemiah uh, in the Old Testament, when uh, he was told that the walls of Jerusalem had fallen over and the gates had been burnt, we're told that Nehemiah uh, fasted and he prayed and he sought God for what to do next. And so it was that fasting and praying and seeking God that, that placed within Nehemiah's heart this tension that, that made him, uh, that gave him this calling to go and rebuild the wall. And right throughout that time where we see Nehemiah rebuilding the walls in Jerusalem, whenever Nehemiah hit a roadblock, Whenever Nehemiah came across a challenge, uh, both from outside, uh, from outside enemies and also from within his own group of people that were helping him build the wall, whenever Nehemiah uh, came across that, we read that Nehemiah stopped and he prayed. He stopped and he sought God. We also see that Jesus often went away with Peter, James, and John to pray. In Luke 5, verse 15 to 16, it says, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed by their sicknesses. People heard about Jesus. He became famous. And guess what? Everyone wanted Jesus' time. Everyone wanted Jesus' gift for his healing of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. So Jesus is wandering around and and he's just got people 
coming to him, heal us. He's, come, he's got people coming to him saying, pray for us. But we're told that Jesus often withdrew to pray. And if Jesus is our ultimate example of how we're to live our Christian lives, then we need to be praying consistently and without ceasing. Not just for what we want, not just for our needs, but that God may lead us, that God may guide us so that we know we're walking uh, in step with the Holy Spirit and that we're being guided by Him. Amen? Our second P this morning uh, is perspective. I heard a story, uh, which some of you may have heard before, of a father and a son who went camping uh, one time. I can relate because we've just been camping. Uh, It wasn't raining for this father and son. Uh, And as they're kind of lying out there at night in their sleeping bags, looking up at the stars in the sky, uh, the dad said to his son, son, Look up at the sky and tell me what you see. And the son replied, I see millions upon millions of stars. So the dad said to him, well, son, what does that tell you? And here's what the son responded. He said, astronomically, it tells me that there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Astrologically, I observe that Saturn is in Leo. Horologically, what are you laughing at, Debbie? (laughs) Horologically, I deduce that the time is approximately a quarter past nine in the evening. Theologically, I think she's laughing because I don't even know if some of these logically actually exist. They sound good, yeah. Theologically, I can see that God is all-powerful and that we are small and insignificant. Meteorologically, I suspect that we will have a beautiful day tomorrow. And so the son looks at his dad and he says, Dad, what does that tell you? So as the dad's looking up at the stars in the sky, he says, well, son, that tells me that someone has stolen our tent. (laughs) Your perspective can change everything. But this morning with perspective... Uh, I want to speak about maintaining a perspective in 2018 of praise and worship. A perspective of praise and worship uh, in our hearts. You know, praise and worship has the ability to just completely shift our mindset and our focus off of us, off of our situations, off what's going on, and put our focus back on to God. Amen? Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect Will. No, praise and worship shifts our perspective from us onto God. It causes us to get our eyes off our struggles, get our eyes off uh, our issues, and to, to get a godly perspective on what's going on in our lives, stirring us to live and look at things differently 
uh, through the lens and perspective of an awesome Father who is bigger than anything that we're about to go through in 2018. Amen? Come on, let's declare that over our lives. Our God is bigger than anything we're about to go through in 2018. You know, whatever 2018 holds in front of you, whatever trials, whatever troubles, whatever uh, great stuff is, is going to happen to you, your God is bigger than anything that's going to happen to you in 2018. Amen? Amen. And so it's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and so when we're praising and we're worshiping, uh, when we have praise and worship as that perspective what we're doing is we're thanking God and we're declaring that our God is greater. When we're praising and we're worshiping God, we're, we're, we're saying, God, we need you. We believe in you. We know that you're bigger and you're higher and you are stronger. And you know, God may move uh, miraculously in our circumstances straight away like some of us have seen, or God may just shift and transform our mind and renew our thinking to grow us in our faith. Perspective can change everything. Who knows that you can have five people look at the same situation and all five people can have five different interpretations of that situation, five different perspectives. And so our perspective of praise and worship over our lives uh, again, I believe, like prayer, just brings God into everything we're doing. And then your final P this morning is positioning. Godly positioning leads to fruitfulness. You know, in Genesis 26, we read about uh, Isaac and uh, Isaac and his crew, crew, that's again the word for 2018, Isaac and his crew, uh, they've just been, they've just been uh, sent away and really kicked out of uh, Gerar by the Philistine king Abimelech. And uh, we read that Isaac goes, and what he does is uh, he goes down to the valley and, and he starts to dig these wells uh, in the same place that his father Abraham dug these wells. And so uh, he digs these wells, and, and what we read is he, he named some of them the same thing that Abraham named them. And so he digs it, and, and uh, the herdsmen from Gerar come along, and they, they fight, and then these herdsmen fill it in. And so Isaac goes to another spot where there was another, uh, another well where Abraham had dug, and he starts digging there. And so the same, things hap same thing happens. The herdsmen come along, they fight them, and they fill these in. And he goes off and he does the same thing again. Uh, he digs in the same place uh, where his father Abraham did until he moves on uh, to a new place. And we finally read in verse 22. Uh, it says, And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth. Because he said, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. So he goes and digs somewhere else, and he renames the place Rehoboth. 
something different. Because he said that now God's made room for them and they didn't quarrel over that space and they didn't fight over uh, where they dug. And they were fruitful in that land. You know, at the start of every year, I certainly know that I've done it uh, and have to check myself so I don't do it because it's easy to do. But at the start of every year, we can work very hard to try and position ourselves in a place that we believe is going to be best for us. At the start of every year, we can work very hard to try and almost kind of make our own plan and our own path for what's ahead. And uh, we can work at it uh, so hard, even though that it's a struggle and a fight. Uh, and, and we can see that, that kind of we're going nowhere. Well, there's not a whole lot going. And uh, there's not a whole lot happening. And so as, as I was kind of thinking about that in my own life, the thought came to me. Uh, here's the thought that came to me. Maybe you're trying to dig holes or start new things in old places. Like Isaac tried to do, digging holes where Abraham had dug. Having those holes filled in, having to fight through that. And I thought that's an interesting question to ask when you're kind of planning a new year. Maybe you're digging holes and trying to start something new in old places. Uh, and so from that came these two questions, uh, which if you, uh, well, I don't know, if you have space to write it down, it might be worth writing, but I am happy to send these through to you. Um, but out of that came, comes these two questions. Is God allowing certain pressure in your life to exist? so that you'll stop and reassess your current position? Is God allowing certain pressure in your life to exist so that you'll stop and assess your current position and look to Him for direction? Is all this tension and all this struggle that's going on being allowed to go on so that you'd stop Assess your position and then look to him for direction. Or is God trying to reposition you somewhere you just never thought you'd ever see yourself being? Is God trying to reposition you somewhere to create the room for your life to find new fruit and to achieve the greater things that he has in store for you. Good questions, I believe, to ask. And then more importantly, will you allow God to have his way? It's what it all boils down to.
Will we allow God to have his way? Will we allow him to change our position despite how uncomfortable it makes us feel? Will we allow him to change our position despite how much we just don't know what's ahead of us? I'm just going to ask the worship team to come this morning as I close. Now, I believe God has an amazing plan for you this year, for all of us. Uh, I believe that it's going to be a year full of favor, uh, full of love and his joy. Uh, And the year is always full of challenges too. But enjoy the year. Pray. Keep a perspective of praise and worship. Seek God for his positioning. And enjoy the grace and love uh, of your heavenly Father. You know, Psalm 65 verse 11, it's a verse that I come back to every year at the start of every year. It simply says this, you crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. You crown the year with your bounty, and your, heart, your carts overflow with abundance. Now that's our God. That's our almighty God. Now, good, good Father. Why don't we stand this morning uh, just as we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your love that is unconditional. We thank you for your grace. And so, Lord, we just pray that uh, this year, Father God, that all our positioning will be guided by you. Lord, we pray that this year we'll be able to connect with you more in prayer and in praise and worship. We pray, Lord, that this year our lives will bring glory to you in new and fresh ways. Lead us, God. Teach us, O Lord. Give us courage. And let your will be done over our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.